with another podcast <laughs> i wanted to get a uh quick one done in uh today just because i will not be around uh to be able to do one uh for this weekend so i wanted to get one done today so hopefully everyone's having a good week um it is wednesday um pushing through the week uh, it's been a busy week and it seems like this week is really really dragging by i don't know might might just be me might just be me uh but it's been an interesting week uh, for for sports and um, definitely some things on the docket to talk about. Uh, first things uh, first, um, the Vegas Golden Knights are they for real? Are the Vegas Golden Knights for real? I can't believe that in the hundredth hundred year history of the NHL that uh, no team, no team has won seven out of their first eight games. That's incredible. For a team that was said that they weren't even going to make the playoffs, that they were going to be, you know, even aside from the fact that they have a lottery-protected pick, it, it's it's pretty crazy that, you know, they are just... Uh, one of those teams that I, I don't know what to say about them. And they can only get better. They have so many things that they can move and trade. Now, here's here's what I, I'm, cons- I'm confused about. Or one question I'd like to ask would be if Vegas is going to attempt to try and make the playoffs this year or if they're going to move the pieces that are unrestricted free agents at the end of the summer. Because players like James Neal can pull a big package, especially the way that he's been playing so far this season. However, if you keep him, you don't get those assets. You'll get the cap space, but you're not going to get the assets. And Vegas does have a lot of draft picks built up and prospects, but they definitely need more assets uh, for an expansion team. Uh, so it'll definitely be interesting to see if, one, they can keep this up, and two, um, is is Gallant the early favorite for Coach of the Year? Has to be. I, it has to be. I don't think there's a team more surprising uh, than the Vegas Golden Knights. Another team just as surprising, the Arizona Coyotes have not won a game yet. What is going on in the desert? One team's doing good, one do, one team's doing bad. This is just pushing more and more of this team out of that that area. And I don't know how long the NHL is going to keep them in that city, but eventually they need to get rid of them. They need to move. They need to go somewhere. Whether that be Seattle, whether that be Quebec, uh, whether that be even uh, a place like uh, Kansas City or something, one of those other strange markets they're looking for. Anything's got to be better. Uh, than where they are right now because they're not winning, they're not pulling fans, and as bad as they're playing, they're they're not going to get any better, any better at all. They're just not. And I thought that the 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 moves that they made might have changed things, 
has not has not in uh another struggling team news the montreal canadians uh bergevin finally spoke uh after they finally got a victory uh last night against the florida panthers and the biggest thing coming from bergevin is that he doesn't want to make a move when the team is struggling he doesn't want to make a move just because they're losing he doesn't want to make any snap decisions However, I think you I th- still think you need to make a move. This offense issue that they're having has is not a new issue. It's not just this year. They've been getting away with it in the past because Carey Price has been playing over the top good. Like beyond like he was hasn't even been playing like a real goaltender. He's been playing beyond real. He's been playing beyond good. So I'm not too sure where that fills in and how well that's going to end up happening at the end of the day. And it's just it's just a big thing. And I don't want to talk too much about the Habs today just because it's just the same thing to talk about. They can't score. They can't score. They're allowing a lot of goals. And uh, just a lot of things are, are not going their way. And it doesn't look very good. Um, they pretty much have to play pretty much at a... a number one team in the league pace the rest of the season to make the playoffs or to at least put themselves in contention for the playoffs. And, you know, is that going to happen? I don't know. If this is the way that's going to continue, then we'll wait and see. I'm not sure. I don't think so. I, I, I think that it's just such an issue that it needs, eventually a move needs to be made to fix things. Uh, another Canadian team, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Toronto Maple Leafs uh, won their game on Monday night for the Kings. They gave the Kings their first regulation loss of the season. Um, only probably bad thing uh, that happened to the Leafs that night. Uh, Van Riemsdyk looked like he got some sort of injury, but he came back. He missed practice today. However, Babcock says that they expect JVR to play. And if Josh Levo is anywhere, he just has no luck. Finally sees someone, you know, a a spot for him to maybe get in. He definitely wanted to get in and now still doesn't look like he will be getting into the lineup. Uh, Another weird thing in that game uh, was the whole Jonathan Quick episode. The 37 second exit. Um, if the NHL wants to crack down on concussions, if they want to have this um, concussion protocol, it's time to lay out the rules of what counts as concussion protocol and what does not. In my opinion, it doesn't matter what variation of the rule it is. If a player gets hit in the head, I don't care if it's by a stick by a glove, by a skate, by a shoulder, by a leg, doesn't matter. If they get hit in the head and they look like they're struggling, even if it's for a couple seconds, they should be taken out of the game to at least be evaluated. There was less than a minute and a half left in that period. He should have been taken out, have been checked out during the intermission, and if he was good to go, he could have went right back into the game. And if you don't trust your backup goaltender for a minute and a half, then 
it's time for a new backup goaltender. Then you shouldn't be having a backup goaltender. You got to get somebody else. But I think that's ridiculous that no one knows the rules. The refs know one thing. The coach knows another thing. The NHL is saying another thing. Let's get the rules straight. Let's make it one rule that if you get hit in the head, you have to be pulled out of the game. Because not all concussions are the same. Not all hits to the head are the same. Not all symptoms are the same. And not every person is affected by them the same. And that's proven by every study that they've been doing. So that definitely needs to be looked into. And it's something that needs to be cracked down. For a league that's been uh, in a lot of lawsuits for concussions, it is a bad look for the league. Bad look for the league, in my opinion. Shouldn't have happened. Regardless of Jonathan Quick being okay, I'm glad he's okay. But it still should have been something different. It definitely should have been looked at more extensively, more than 37 seconds. I don't, you can't say in one play you can tell if a player has an injury or not, a concussion for that matter. I still think the even the 15 minutes or whatever the rule is, is still not enough to figure out if someone has a concussion and is fit enough to go back out. I think the rule, the rule needs to be looked at. The league needs to look at it. And overall, the players in general need to take better care of themselves because it can end up, you know, you can end up getting hurt a lot worse. And I know it's about pride and not wanting to come out of the game, and I get it. I understand the competitive nature of the game. I know I've never personally played professional hockey, but even when I play just rec league hockey, you know, even if you feel a little bit of pain, you don't want to get out of the game unless you physically cannot move. And I get it. I get the competitive nature and I understand and they have jobs and they have, you know, they want to play, they want to play for pride and their contract and everything else. And I get that. But it needs to be looked at because in my opinion, it's still a struggle for people trying to understand the rules, people trying to understand what's going on and uh, all that sort of stuff. So it needs to definitely be looked at. And I think they need to make it a little bit more clear on the guidelines of what entails uh, a concussion protocol and, you know, the rules behind it. Aside from that, it might also take away maybe goaltenders embellishing. I heard a lot of that on Monday night. If the rule does change and they do fix it up a little bit. Um, and that, that could help too. That could help the game a lot as well. Overall, it was a good game for the Leafs. Uh, the other thing I don't understand is when is the appropriate amount of time after an event to not be able to be able to challenge a goal on the ice? We're getting a lot of these plays where coaches are challenging offsides and goaltenders and interference, you know, a decent amount of time after the play. Is there is there any sort of guideline or time limit where you can challenge something? I think that eventually needs to go in. Because let's say, you know, a team challenges for an offside. And the offside was two minutes ago. 
there should be some sort of limit of the time. So if you're telling me if you were offside and you're in the zone for five minutes, which doesn't rarely happens, but if you're in the zone for five minutes, then you're going to be called back and you have to replay that five minutes. That's going to play and make the game so much longer. There should be, you know, some sort of like, I don't know, a minute cap, 30 second cap on where the, the, the play can be challenged. Same thing with goaltender interference. On Monday night, uh, Matt Martin slid into Jonathan Quick, and Mitch Marner had the puck, and he waited for Jonathan Quick to get back into position. Jonathan Quick got back into position, and Mitch Marner scored, and they still disallowed the goal. Now, the actual contact was way before the shot was taken, way before the goaltender was able to get... Uh, to, to put himself back into position. And I don't think it should have been called back. I think that should have been a goal. I think if you have the ability to get back on your feet, slide across the, the crease, and then come out to challenge a shooter, it's no longer goaltender interference. If the play wasn't called originally. If it was goaltender interference, it should have been called as soon as Matt Martin slid into Jonathan Quick. The, the, the arm should have went up, and that was it. Not that we have to wait until if if the goal is scored and then you call it back. Just my opinion. I think some of these rules, and I know it just counts for more rule changes and everything else, but everybody's like, yeah, let's let's get the play right. Let's get the call right. Well, if we don't have proper guidelines on these rules, they're never going to be called right. There's always going to be that loophole, that, you know, that shadow, that dark area that's always going to be a question. And that question's always going to be, you know, is it the proper way? Is it the proper thing for for the league and for these teams? And what happens if this settles a playoff series or the Stanley Cup? And, and then things are going to change again. Things would change again. More rule changes would happen and all and everything else. But that's just my opinion on the whole rule changes and what's good and what's bad and what's not and everything else. Um, let's move on to something else. The World Series uh, continues again tonight. And Justin Verlander has not lost. He's undefeated since he joined the Houston Astros. And they need a big win tonight. They don't want to go down 2-0. It was a good game last night. And Verlander's looked awesome. Verlander looks has looked very, very good. And it's it's gonna be a definitely good series. I can definitely see this game this series going at least six games, if not the full seven. But Verlander looks looks really good, and I think the Astros will even up the series tonight. Um and push the series uh to a tie. And in terms of who's going to win, honestly, I still think it might be the Dodgers. I have the Dodgers. I think it's going to be the Dodgers in seven games. I just think the Dodgers are a little bit deeper, um, both in the lineup and in the bullpen. But you know what? The Houston Astros had one of the best offenses this year, if not the best offense. So they can definitely do well. 
and, and I think that it'll still be a pretty decent long series uh, going forward. And it's really, really hot, apparently, in, in, in California. And you usually isn't this hot. So um, that's a good thing for baseball. Baseball players prefer the heat over the cold. And it's, you know, it's the end of October. And it's hot. It's really hot in California. So I'm, I'm sure that the players aren't complaining too much. Uh, it's better than cold. Cold, you know, seizes up the muscles a little bit more. Um, so it should be interesting. It should be a good uh, good series. Um I, I still think the Dodgers will win uh, their first World Series since 1988. So that'll be uh, a definite fun series that you want to at least uh, keep some tabs on if you are a ba- uh, baseball fan. Uh, the Toronto Raptors uh, will continue their California swing tonight. Um, they take on the defending NBA champions, the Golden State Warriors. DeMar DeRozan will play tonight. Uh, he did get a little banged up in the previous game, uh, practiced uh, yesterday, and still uh, he's good to go for tonight. Not sure how if his minutes will be cut at all, but um, he will play, um, and the Raptors will definitely need him against pretty much uh, one of the best, if not the best team in the NBA. Um, should definitely be a good matchup. Um I'll definitely probably catch up a little bit of that game as well. Uh, the MLS playoffs. I know I don't talk a lot about the MLS too much, but the MLS playoffs um, start tonight. Uh, it should be interesting. Toronto FC, I want to throw out a congratulations to Toronto FC for um, breaking the record for the best Uh, season for an MLS team uh, ever. And they beat, uh, I believe it was the 1998 uh, LA Galaxy. Um, so with that, with 69 points. Now, at this point, the Toronto FC need to win. Winning is the only option. Um, you cannot have this type of finish and lose. And I think it's championship or bust uh, for this team this year as they lost last year in the finals. I think this is their year. I'm really hoping they pull it off. I've been watching them since they came into the league when they were really, really bad. And I really hope over the last, I believe this is now their 11th or 12th season, that they do uh, well. And I hope they do end up winning this year. should be fun. Uh, Tonight's schedule uh, for the MLS, uh, New York and Chicago. San Jose and Vancouver. And then tomorrow, uh, Columbus takes on Atlanta and Kansas City is playing against Houston. Um, as of that, coming from that afterwards, um, we'll determine um, the next matchups. And uh should be fun. We have two Canadian teams in the playoffs this year. So Vancouver, Montreal didn't make the playoffs this year. So uh, should be fun uh, for the MLS, at least for Toronto. Toronto's an exciting team to watch. Um, and I know a lot of people probably aren't huge soccer fans that maybe listen to my podcast if I get a lot of listeners. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, it's, uh, it's something to watch. It's good to be proud if you're at least a Toronto fan to see how well they're doing. Uh, let's go to the NFL. Let's give me, I will give you my, uh, my week eight picks. Holy, we're in week eight already. That's incredible. 
My week eight picks uh, for this week. Uh, tomorrow night, Miami plays Baltimore on the Thursday nighter. I'm going to take Miami over Baltimore. Uh, and then on Sunday, I'm going to take Minnesota over Cleveland, uh, Atlanta over New York, Tampa Bay over Carolina, uh, New Orleans over Chicago, Cincinnati over Indianapolis, uh, the Patriots over the L.A. T- uh, Chargers, uh, the Raiders over the Bills, the Eagles over the 49ers, uh, the, I'm going to take Houston Texans over the Seattle Seahawks, I'm going to take Washington Redskins over Dallas Cowboys, and uh, the final game on the Sunday nighter, uh, I'm going to take Pittsburgh over Detroit. Pittsburgh's starting to look a lot better um, in the middle of the season. And the Monday nighter is a divisional matchup between the Denver Broncos and the Kansas City Chiefs. I think Denver is going to win this game. Kansas City has not looked very good the last couple games. Um, so I'm going to go with Denver, and I think uh, Kansas City uh, will lose uh, their third in a row. Um I think I'm going to end it here. I just wanted to do a quick podcast just because I know I'm not going to have time uh, this weekend. Uh, So I just wanted to do a little quick podcast, uh, something small, something, you know, just a little insignificant podcast just to get somebody, some people, some stuff to listen to. Um, If you have any questions, comments, concerns, uh, you can definitely get at me um, on Twitter at uh, teopasculi92. It's T-E-O-P-A-S-C-U-L-L-I, the number nine, the number two. Um, any questions, comments, concerns, anything you want to talk about, hockey, basketball, baseball, anything random, uh, just let me know. Have a conversation. Uh, I will definitely try and get back on a little bit of a longer podcast uh, once I come back. Um, I'm going to be away for the entire weekend, so I won't have time this weekend to do um, my usual, you know, Saturday podcast, but, uh, I'll definitely get another one done up. Don't worry about it. Um, if you are a listener, uh, that does listen, I'm going to try to hopefully get a guest on my show at some point. That'll be interesting. That'll be fun. Um, one of my buddies, um, is in, is interested in, in giving me a hand. So, uh, I'll be definitely interested to talk to him, uh, regarding, uh, you know, anything hockey related, soccer related, uh, football, anything like that. Um, I'm definitely going to get him on at some point. Um, So definitely uh, stay tuned for that and um, enjoy the rest of your week. And like I said, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, let me know. And I will talk to you guys next week. Later.